1: Welcome to Tribe of Two, the officially unofficial podcast for all of Star Wars. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about Ahsoka Season 1, Episode 5, Part 5, Shadow Warrior. Aaron, what's your uh, feeling? How's your temperature doing?
0: I don't know if old man Aaron woke up on the right side of the Star Wars bed this morning or what, but... Hey, you kids, get back on my lawn. This show, this episode, oh, come on, come on. I got a playground installed. This oh, fucking, My neck I got whiplash. <laughs> I thought this episode was rad, man. This episode, I couldn't believe how good it was. Like, out of nowhere, Dave Filoni starts commenting on child soldiery, the Jedi. And we have a, like, 10 out of 10 Hayden Christensen, Darth Vader, Anakin performance. That's Where the fuck did the this thing. come from?
1: Where That's the, fuck the thing did this that got me, from? man. I, like, I i feel so bad i have felt for the longest time like after i got over my initial reaction to the phantom menace and attack of the clones and uh, to a lesser degree the third one but like no that's that's my my least favorite honestly oh my god (laughs) i started feeling bad for hayden christensen somewhere in in between because he didn't deserve the shit he got for how bad his acting was because he can fucking act look at this look at this evidence
0: I, I think, it, no, this is the biggest tragedy. First of all, Star Wars fans, we gotta fucking stop punishing the people that are just portraying these characters for the shit that we don't like that the suits are doing. And Hayden Christensen and Ahmad Best are A, exhibit A and B. Because you're right. Like yeah, yeah. It's not like Natalie fucking Portman and Ewan McGregor and uh, uh uh the other guy it's like not like Lee these Mason. guys all forgot <laughs> yeah, yeah leaving not for they forgot to act it's george lucas sucks as a director of actors yeah we and, like known. the fact that jake lloyd and hayden christensen got thrown into that wood chipper is yeah. i don't know it's something i think the star wars community needs to reflect on because look at this fucking
1: performance here. This is so much so much better. Um, it, it almost makes you sad for what could have been with some of the stuff in the prequels, right? Like well, Especially when you... If they just had a director who could have who could have directed Where the Damn.
0: When you look at the behind the scenes of the, the amount of effort that this kid went into memorizing these complicated light, like the things that he could throw his heart into, he did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like he did everything that was asked of him and more. And it's just... He's punished because George couldn't write words to come out of his mouth that made any kind of sense in relation <laughs> to the teenage love.
1: Yeah. So I don't know. For me, that was definitely the best part of the episode: is getting like the Ahmed best stuff. You know, the the cameo he had earlier in Mandalorian. Uh, I, I really felt like it was, it was doing justice to him in a way that yeah. had not been done before. Um, it was kind of and- a redemption tour, I think
0: and the visuals man like that's times where like Hayden like uh, Aiden, uh, Anakin would advance in the battle and he yes. would like morph into Vader and back and the lightsaber change and and when like, they did and sec-
1: didn't use the scarred uh, makeup it's
0: yeah it's really good he's just got he's just and and the physicality like i you know he's really filled out into like i think a full-blown anakin like he's you know he comes out of that second phase where he's back into the space between and he's like shrugging his shoulders and like like yeah he just looked he's yeah he's vader not in a suit right Mm -hmm. and uh i i just and since that's essentially what the entire episode is about i thought it's great um yeah, I, I I thought this is an amazing. This took me completely by surprise because this is on. A, this is not quite Andor, but like when I, yeah, when I talk no, about adult no. Star Wars, this is what I'm expecting. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't all have to be like this, but some of it does because yeah, like meditating on the Jedi kind of being fucked up, putting children into war situations, and how that kind of also retrospectively makes Anakin's character better because everything you can say about an. Uh, ahsoka you can say a anakin you know like well it's and, and kind it... of it's kind of a bad deal that the jedi had to raise the most powerful force user in their entire history during a period of galactic turmoil and war and you also start mm-hmm. wondering is that was that Palpatine's intention you know like it makes everything better this episode makes the star wars canon better
1: and they've done just enough, I'd say, in the show for me to understand where Ahsoka is right now because she's feeling the opposite, right? She's feeling that that stream flowing the other way. Like, I learned under this Jedi who taught me everything he knew, he became Darth Vader. Is that in me? Am I going to pass that on to my Padawans? Like, I I get this very deep sense of fear that she's feeling about her own uh, I, I guess her own and not her own future, but like the future that she might have if she were to continue down the path of a Jedi, which is probably why she removed herself from the the equation in the first place. Right. Like I haven't seen the Clone Wars stuff, so I don't really know. But I'm I'm able to assume a lot about Ahsoka based on what I see here.
0: And the fact that she's clearly thinking about the way she was trained, the way she's trained in Sabine, does she have anything exactly. more than being a warrior to offer this Mandalorian warrior you know
1: like. and, and is being a warrior the way to go you know i mean she ran away because she didn't want to be a warrior but that hasn't exactly produced great fruit either so like she she feels like she's failing sabine in some ways Um yeah. and, and and when she sees sabine acting the same way that she acted with anakin she's like yeah i'm fucking up again so uh it's good stuff i mean the,
0: i guess the question i have for you is how did the
1: whales hit uh, what do you think about the whales? The How whale? did the whales hit? Uh, yeah, I mean they're they're fine. We, we, this is I, I don't. I guess I don't understand the nature of the question. We've seen the whales before, right? Like it's yeah. Well, I'm saying like because
0: I've always complained about the whales. I've always thought the whales are kind of stupid, and I think that Filoni and Far oh. have slow dripped the whales to where like if you just hit me at the end of this episode with those hyperspace whales and a note and and Ahsoka's dr- jumping into her mouth and taking off, mm-hmm. I'd have been like. Pfft. This is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Now that they've they've slow rolled the whales on me, I, I kind of like the whales. I kind of like the idea of, of 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 like Pinocchioing this shit up. It's it I feels say, Star Wars to me.
1: I didn't even think about it because I have the you know the context of some of that whale stuff from um, is it Rebels the end of Rebels. Um, I, I people had talked about it and I'd heard about them talking about it, so I kind of knew that Ezra. You know, we went to a different galaxy and and it, it, you he got there through the whales. So it wasn't a surprise at all to me. I was just like, okay, this is what we're doing.
0: Yeah. Well that's what I'm saying. Like I think it's smart that they have rolled these hyperspace whales out. First they just show them like, mm-hmm. you know, the Grogu and it gets like people kind of acclimated, and then there's like a stunt sequence, which I kind of derided because I thought that episode was just a whole bunch of Star Wars cliches. But like it's part of the mm-hmm getting the it's it's part of getting the fans acclimated to you know people like me the grouchy get off my yard types um you getting them applica- uh, acclimated to the the 117 episodes of the clone wars and rebels you have to
1: yeah the get, trouble is when into. you shout at people to get off your yard and they do and then you invite them to come back they won't hear the invitation to come back
0: oh they're gonna come back trust me first of all <sighs> i okay, i'll speak to that <sighs> I'm not we're not going to find an audience of people that love the Clone Wars and Rebels um, and we've not seen it. We're not going to find an audience for the show by our ignorance of the core material. Right. We're just going to be outperformed.
1: Well, we can be well, we can ourselves. invite them to educate us. That's what we could do. You I don't say, want to come to, in to no, come no, in and have, sit down with a cup no. of tea and let's talk about this. Let's As the figure the it out. Feedback
0: compiler, I I countermand all that shit. I don't want to be educated in the show. I want Ugh. the show to educate me. And if I have questions, sure you can ask, but like what I'm trying what I think the better way well, who who, I, who are you
1: going to ask your questions of if you run off everyone with the knowledge? <laughs>
0: uh the so like i think that there's a chance for us to build an audience of malcontented star wars fans who aren't shitheads because i want to make this very clear you come to this podcast and you're like i hear this is the podcast that hates modern star wars and and we're like that's right we're gonna have some questions for you what's what's your problem with star wars i fucking hate admiral Holdo. okay why do you hate her Cause she's a woman, and you're out of here. Cause she's got purple hair, and you're <laughs> out of here. Cause her hold on maneuver fucked up hyperspace combat cannon in Star Wars. My brother, my sister, come on in. That's right. That's that's the that's like we we don't give a shit if you don't like the color presentation, femininity, or anything of characters. <laughs> I don't care about your mm-hmm. Mary suit. I just care about. Respecting the purity of whatever Star Wars is and whatever Star Wars be in the future, whatever and Star Wars on... was in the '90s, sure. Yeah, yeah, and, I, and 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 seeing it evolve in a in a in a direction where I in an Ahsoka episode five direction, honestly, because people saying oh it's okay, like the people who are saying that like Obi the Obi Wan and Book of Boba's and all that stuff is okay, I think are the enemy of Star Wars. Star Wars because we're yeah. not going to get better if we follow that path. If we demand, like, you guys fucking did episode five of Ahsoka. You guys did all of Andor. You guys did, like, half a decent job of some episodes of Mandalorian. We need you to be, like, I, I don't see anything wrong with demanding that of a multi-billion dollar company.
1: No, I always like to compare any form of art to the best of that form. Like, it's only fair to do so. Um, uh, and uh, sometimes uh, this Star Wars stuff measures up and or yeah. sometimes it doesn't
0: and like I said I see signs and feedback that this marketing strategy that I fell into by being uh, angry at the 30, 300 suggestion that I go back and watch a billion hours of cartoons to properly enjoy the show has paid off because I got a lot of positive feedback saying that uh, there are people that feel like us and mm. are in the same boat and are entertained by the same things and they feel underrepresented so this is this is the rally point this is the rally point for non shithead modern Star Wars uh, discontents.
1: You know what I felt when you did that? I felt S- the fear. M- millions annoyance. of Clone Wars and Rebels fans' voices crying out and suddenly silenced. That's what I felt. We'll see if it. We'll see if it. We'll see if it. Uh, we'll, we'll check the traffic at the end of the season. See. <laughs> okay.
0: See. See, see uh, if we need the. I don't know. Hop into Pergil's mouth and re- recalculate
1: our course or something. Mhm. But for the people who did uh, stick around, yeah, I, I like this episode too. I think it's also pretty good. how good does that feel? The old
0: crotchety man that tells you get, he's 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 liked it finally, finally. That feels a right? lot better than me heaping lavish praise onto something I don't like. Right, right.
1: I agree. I agree. Anyway, pretty fucking good episode of Ahsoka. All right. Well, let's start talking about it in detail with the recap. to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price Priceline. we're getting geared up for the sixth annual summer badass fest and while we're working on a slate of apex badass films to enjoy we've got an early action-packed announcement to make time for your training, Padawan. Here's more Tribe of Two. Start off with Hera landing on the planet where Ahsoka went over the cliff, but, eh, party's over. She missed it. She finds Hu Yang holding Sabine's helmet and lamenting that they didn't listen to his advice to stay together. If only they'd stay together. They never listen. I want to see Chopper get off that ramp. I want to see, when he's standing beside Jason, he's rolling down that ramp, and they cut away as he... Reaches, the, I want to see his ass try and get down that ramp. Now we know the Astromech droids have functional jets <laughs> in their legs. They can does he this one?
0: You just 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 poof, just just jump. Just do a hop.
1: See, here's the first question for the the Rebels and and Clone Wars or whoever fans. Does he? Does Chopper? Does it have jets in its legs or just the R2
0: Astromechs? I thought all the Astromechs, because that that helps them do their job. But I don't know. I, I I'm afraid though sense. if you if you talking shit about his ramp declining ability, because I feel like Chopper will just kill another fifty thousand people to prove his point that probably. I think my legs don't work. Can a droid whose thought- <laughs> legs are broke do this as he blows up another Star Destroyer with a full crew compliment
1: Yeah, I, I was thinking. You know, Jason's in pretty good hands. He's he's got Chopper with him, right? Yeah. Um. So I want to talk about something respectfully.
0: Do you know uh what the rebel and new republic era like orange flight suits look like? X-wing flight suits? Yeah. Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. They're like baggy. They're always sagging The like the the inseam is like somewhere between the person's crotch and their knees, you know, it's, <laughs> mm-hmm. like it's just all baggy and it looks like they're somewhere between wearing like uh, a flaming orange pair of hammer pants and an adult diaper.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: General Syndulla's Orange flight suit is not like that. Not nothing. Oh, nothing like that. And I,
1: I can I just I res- say what a crush I, I have on Mary Elizabeth
0: <laughs> <laughs> I respectfully appreciate the New Republic tailors for for putting in the extra effort there. Respectfully.
1: Yeah. With, with respect. I agree. Big fan of her since uh, Fargo, actually since Scott Pilgrim. Honestly, like yeah, going that's where that it far back. Me. Yeah. 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 Um there's you know a little bit of to do here about ahsoka maybe being dead or a character's thinking she is i I don't know how i feel about that i it's okay i mean obviously they couldn't know she's off fighting anakin in some spirit world right so it makes
0: sense actually i thought it did a good job of adding depth to yang that he is not because you know he carries himself like he can't be bothered to care about these people and he's been around Jen, you know he's used to but like you know, like, I, I don't know. It's always just some, something poignant about a sad droid in, in Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, his actions definitely betray
1: his feelings.
0: Like, I know I've complained about his kind of anime production design, but, like, <laughs> I mm-hmm. did appreciate the fact that his eyes are capable of emoting. You know, mm-hmm. they do that like Johnny Five thing where they can adjust their shutters or into slits and rotate so it looks like they're sad. It's it's nice. It's nice something C-3PO can't
1: do. I assumed when... Hera was like, "Oh yeah, come on out of here, Jason. Take a look around." She was trying to let this be a lesson to him not to become a Jedi, like her dead father, <laughs> like dead Ahsoka, right. like yeah, more
0: dead Jedi's out here. Uh, I mean, dead generals. How that? many dead generals have you seen in all of Star Wars history? Not very fucking many. Not nope. not any good guy generals.
1: <laughs> uh, and then we go over to Ahsoka, who is there with Anakin, where we left her last time. She asks him what happened. He says she lost a fight, but she still has a chance to live if she finishes her training by fighting him, and then he attacks her. Uh, I like this line from Ahsoka, I won't fight you, and then uh, Anakin's response, I've heard that before, which if you've seen the prequels, yeah, uh, that's a nice reference. Yeah. Uh, Is... Is this so we had questioned like where is she in the previous episode? Is this they actually said in, Anakin in the universe, right? I don't think so. And that leads me to the question, is this actually Anakin or is this some representation of him in her mind?
0: So I guess um the you know, the kids playing on the yard can tell us how well we do here. But my hmm. intuition says that this is Anakin. This is Anakin's force ghost.
1: That is what I would expect from Star Wars, yeah. That this
0: is something like when we see, this is the opposite of like when Obi-Wan sits on the log besides Luke. Like Uh this is a physical manifestation projected into the Force realm versus a a Force apparition projecting itself into the material realm.
1: Yes, that is exactly what I thought too. But I'm not certain of that. Uh, Anything else on that scene or I mean, the uh, fighting is very good. We talked about that with the Balon you, and Ahsoka fight.
0: Know, and I think, in for my money, the prequels started suffering from, like, Ray Park syndrome, where it's like they tried to keep uh, outdoing Duel of the Fates, and it just turned into, like, 30 extras twirling lightsabers in the background. There's so much twirling. So much fucking twirling. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who... Um, who who coordinated these stunts but like I was glad to see that they dialed that back and it was it was much more of a blend between still that athletic um and exciting style but more of mm-hmm. the forceful vader big cuts big like much less art and finesse and just more straight at you and I think Hayden did an amazing job like their storytelling in this lightsaber um and I in another slight asterisk cuz I've watched the show I've watched this episode 3 times uh, the first time I watched it, the only note I had is like, I keep in mind, I just said this last episode, I'm, I'm a lightsaber guy. That is what I, my my core thing, what I think is coolest about Star Wars is essentially the lightsaber. Sure. I kind of wished why we're on the astral plane and you've got Anakin talking to his old Padawan after years. and I wish they thought of something a little bit different than just a lightsaber duel. Like all the things you could do in terms of conversations and philosophical things, and just contests of the mind and the will, it's just lightsabers.
1: Well, I I feel like it fits thematically. Oh yeah, sure. I, I mean, it's it, Star Wars. It, it, well, not even beyond that. Thematically, for Ahsoka, right, being the Padawan of this f- infamous Jedi turned Sith turned. Darth Vader. Like that's she, following him into battle, him telling her that she needs to become a warrior. Like this fight makes a lot of sense in that context.
0: Yeah. The fact that, and this is all Anakin ever taught
1: her. It's the sword. Uh-huh. I, yeah. Like I guess
0: that I get it. And that's why it, it's a very small and, and where that
1: leads to, right? Like if it leads down Anakin's road, that is a road she does not want to go. She does not want to follow. Yeah. And now he's telling yeah. her to complete your training. You need to fight and she's afraid of that so i i think i think it's pretty good i i really enjoyed it all right uh let's the star maps destroyed Huyang yang worries that sabine and ahsoka might be missing um in in the place where wherever it led which they can't get to now carson says uh Hera, we got the we got the new republic up our ass here we got to get back to base um but she's not leaving until she finds out what happened And then Jason's using the Force. He hears lightsabers in the waves. Hera hears them too, and then sends Carson out over the water to sweep for survivors. And this was where, you
0: know, the the more I watched it, the more I'm like, okay, Anakin, everything around the lightsabers kind of works because this, like, spiritual contest happening in the Astral Force plane is something that Force-attuned individuals, which I guess is Hera now too, or maybe her son is able to help her with that. But like it, it, it all, it yeah. all fits.
1: They're really blurring um, the lines. So I look, I don't mm-hmm. like midichlorians, but that stuff is still canon. I don't understand how you can just say, well, anybody can use the force. That's well, just I think, not well, true so in the, con- in the canon of Star Trek or Star Wars. Maybe you and I have different conceptions
0: of canon. I want to check something with you. Do you think that every living thing has midichlorians that,
1: yeah. So to a to a higher or lesser degree, sure. Okay. So if you believe
0: that, then everyone is force to- Do you believe that to... everyone has muscles?
1: Fair <laughs> do enough. you think that everyone could bench press two hundred pounds? No, I do not. Okay. I, I think there's a threshold for being able to hear and feel things that the force presents to you that most people, the vast majority of people, do not meet.
0: Yeah, but like, okay, I thought, so the weakness of your analogy there is like, I'm not, we're not comparing a lifting 200 pounds feet. We're talking about hearing a faint echo of something. And I feel like Mm -hmm. maybe, yeah. Like I I mean, there's no way
1: to, to, like, unless they wanted to come out with a chart that showed, like, here's how many midichlorians you need to hear lightsabers in the waves. We're never going to know. On a
0: scale of Han Solo to Anakin Skywalker... (laughs) <laughs> how force-attuned are we here? You know? If yeah. Han Solo has no connection to the Force whatsoever...
1: Mm-hmm. Um, it, but I, but it, it gets to, like, one of my problems with the way Star Wars has gone since the original uh, movies is they've just kind of cheapened the, mis- the the mythical quality of the Jedi's to me. Yeah. Just time after time. Every time they go back to this well, it it degrades it a little bit further.
0: Yeah, you're, and, you're not they wrong do, about
1: that. They do it here again, but... I'm not going to complain too much about it.
0: Can I say that Carson Teva is my four-spirit guide? Uh, The line where he runs up (laughs) and says, what the hell's going on? What did I miss? And then this droid just spouts off this random fact that you would have no idea other than him saying it. And then he kind of shrugs and goes, okay. That's how (laughs) I feel getting feedback from the kids. It's Uh like... What's going on? What's happening? Well, you see Sabine actually was from a Mandalorian cult called the Taproot and it spread its <laughs> t- and I'm like okay. <laughs> better get on better get on the podcast then. Room. Uh-huh. Carson Teva is the fucking man. I love everything about this guy's delivery, the way yeah. he carries himself, his beard, his gut. <laughs> His palm, I, he's, 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 the tailoring of his X-Wing pilot suit? You know what? Yes, actually. I, for, for the exact opposite reasons, I'm glad they gave the man a little more range of movement, uh, some mm-hmm. room to grow in. Carson, Carson Tiva, what a, what a guy. What a guy. Yeah. He is he is the mascot for the Get Off My Lawn Star Wars movement. I've just declared it. Love it. We,
1: we need a Carson
0: Tiva I, 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 t-shirt we that need says a Carson... Get Off My Lawn. Dude, we need yeah. a Carson Tiva T-shirt done in the style of an Obama ha- Hope campaign, <laughs> except for on the bottom it just says "Okay." <laughs> it All needs right. to be a. Be- it needs to be a slightly bewildered, exasperated Tiva, and it just says "Okay." Yep. We'll get
1: on it. We'll get on it. That needs to happen.
0: Yeah, I want. I want to make unauthorized merchandise for uh, under uh-huh. the Disney banner. That's how I want Bald Move to be destroyed. That's how I want to court death.
1: I mean, we'll sell like eight. Shirts before they cease and desist us. It'll be true,
0: true. Seven (laughs) dollars in the bank after Spreadshirt takes their.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I gotta say, holy shit! The scanner that Hera is using at the beginning of this is huge, and I love it. This is uh, so Star Wars. It's
0: it's the old school OT Rebel scanner that's like you know the Imperials have a handheld model that's like the size of an iPhone, but the Rebels still got. (laughs) (laughs) the 1970s version that was built by ilm it's great i
1: love it yeah yeah this is this is like the world war ii era like carrying a box with a with a hand receiver on the trench phones. yeah uh Uh, awesome uh let's go to ahsoka continuing her fight with anakin she gets a shot in on him but that just pisses him off he drops her into an active battlefield she's now young and she's on a mission during the clone wars she doesn't understand, uh, but she runs into a fight with him anyway. And in the aftermath, she's mourning all these dead clone troopers and doesn't want to fight anymore. And Anakin, Anakin says, that's fine, you'll die. And then he goes back into combat.
0: Um, I saw some people complaining about what is obviously a fog-shrouded volume stage. But... I actually really liked the ethereal quality that that gave. Like those ghostly walkers in the background, illuminated by explosions, the clone. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it worked well. Like, yes, it's obviously a volume stage filled with stage smoke, but like mm-hmm. it's also a dream sequence. You can kind of get away with things looking heightened reality. And the visuals the Filoni was able to get out of that as a result,
1: mm-hmm. chef's kiss. I agree. I really liked it. Did um, you? Did you think that
0: – because, again, I haven't seen all of Rebels and all of Clone Wars, but from what I have seen, I wondered if there was a little meta commentary where Anoka was complaining about how lighthearted and jokey Anakin was being in the middle of this battle. Because from the stuff I have seen, there is constant jokes and Saturday morning cartoons oh. shenanigans in the midst of war crimes being committed, and I wonder if this is – felt. <laughs> oh, this felt like a, the Filoni's commentary in his own work about like – cuz the the other thing is that I intellectually knew that Ahsoka was young at the start of the Clone Wars but like when they're animated you can't tell how young and Ahsoka here looks like she's 11 years old. Yeah. And it really nails home the horrific nature of what you know, it was like to be a child of a Jedi trained to be a keeper of the peace and you're a child thrown into a war where you're commanding soldiers leading to their deaths. Yeah, and that's how traumatic
1: for adults. Let alone how
0: serious and sober Ahsoka is in this and throughout this series, and the what we've seen in the Mandalorian. And there's like, um, you know, this is the episode where like Ahsoka the Gray dies, and she's been reborn literally as Ahsoka the White because she's Mm -hmm. got you know clad in all raiment white, and uh, there's a lightness to her at the end of this episode where she's. You know, like jettison some of this baggage that she had as a traumatized child soldier, as someone whose mentor turned out to be Hitler, um, mm-hmm. or at least Goebbels. Uh, I, I yeah, I just I continue to be amazed that they were able to pull this off from the rest of the the show, which I think was kind of heading more towards Mandalorian than and- Andor territory.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. No, this this is kind of steering in a different direction, and I like it. um It's it's interesting, too. Like, yeah, when you think about it in the larger context, the Jedi were having to use a bunch of child soldiers during this time and probably times before um, their very old organization. Uh, And specifically like this Jedi that she's training under, like, is he is he training her correctly? Right. Is is being a warrior or I guess is being a warrior the way he's a warrior the way to go. Or is, does that lead not. down a dark path, yeah. right? Yoda had some things to say about that in Episode One, for sure, for sure. Um, and and you know, as a child, like trying to figure out c- coming to terms with, hey, my master is maybe not teaching me the things that I need to know. Am I am I wrong about that, or am am I am I just too naive and young to see that what he's teaching me is the right way? Yeah. And, and I feel like it's only on reflection as an adult that she can look at this scene here, the things she's being taught in it, and really understand it. Yeah. Because she I, she's very much an adult in this scene, right? She is manifesting as a child, but it's her... It's Ahsoka as we know her in this TV show here in this scene. And I'm glad you mentioned that because
0: whatever child actor they got doing this fucking nailed oh, yeah. Rosario Dawson being adult... Ahsoka in the body of this 11 year old child it was like uncanny yeah
1: no it's real good
0: also um Anakin's armor looks so fucking cool it's such a great like again I haven't seen a lot of Clone Wars era stuff but this like perfect blend between the Vader he will become and the Jedi he is now uh and the the martial I just man it's just so cool and Hayden Hayden looks so good in it
1: yeah, and I'm trying to trying to figure out all, all the, the things they're trying to say here, right? Because like here here's the thing. I will say Anakin is not wrong that you can lay down and not fight and you'll die. Because the fight is coming, whether you want it or not, and whether you want to be a warrior or not. Is I, the question is like how you fight it, I guess. What type of warrior you are. And Anakin turned out to be a warrior that was more concerned with the fighting. Than he was with, I guess, anything else.
0: Yeah. And and there's, because there's also that element of like, if you save your life but don't live, you know, there's a distinction. Like preserving your life with no, if you run. Yeah. So, like Soka, you know, throwing the saber away and saying, I want to live emphatically at the end. She's saying, I don't want to just, I don't want just for me and for my students, I don't want this to be my legacy and my heritage
1: yeah uh i gotta ask you one thing when uh soka's sitting next to these clone troopers who have been injured and are dying their faces are covered why could they not Cause... get tamara morrison in for a shoot like could they get
0: tamara morrison th- th- 30 years ago to come in and shoot no no they could not i've
1: fair fair could they get could they not cut and paste from the footage in disney vaults of attack of the clones they could have but a
0: shrouded clone that's badly burnt that was a pretty i thought that was pretty effective
1: but there are multiple ones it's not just like oh this one guy got shot in the face like every clone trooper there had a covering on their face it was weird uh and then later they're gonna actually use his voice which just highlighted the weirdness of not showing his face there yeah
0: Oh, so. maybe that's the thing they could they uh they couldn't get him from New Zealand. I'm not sure if he's living in New Zealand or if he's in Australia or LA or what. Maybe there's a problem with him getting on location, but they could get him to a sound booth. But also, I, Disney I just rip his they, face. Yeah, hey, just can digitally. We... But uh, maybe Tamir like, I ain't, I ain't doing. I... <laughs> you ain't literally cloning turning me into a clone, you <laughs> assholes. Yeah, I'm Jake the must. You can't, you can't do Ugh. that to me. <laughs>
1: Let's go back to Hera. Uh, Carson radios back to her that there's nothing out in the water, and she says, well, widen your search. But privately, she's feeling pretty hopeless. She talks to Huyang Yang about it, and then Jason calls up to the cockpit to let them know that Chopper says they got to get low. So Hera scrapes the waves. Beautiful effects. I really
0: like the, the, the look of that ship screaming over the, the oceans. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I continue to think that uh, they did good work with Hyang here. I, that like he is—I don't know what it's because he's vulnerable. Um, he's a little emotional, but uh, you know what he says to Hera here, you can tell is out of his character, and she's genuinely touched. Like he praises her. It's like you know you do things your own way because you care about people, and that's why people like you. It's like a triple mm-hmm. compliment. Um, and some people hate her, probably,
1: but a lot of people like her.
0: Yeah. But his description, of Anakin, intense. I, I thought that was good too. You know, he's tenacious, uh-huh. like her. She's tenacious, like her master. Oh, what was he like intense? Do you have That's to ask what the guy
1: who became Darth Vader was like?
0: I, I mean, come on. But it wouldn't be intensely if you knew someone that knew. Like if you knew someone that knew Hitler, sure, you found out sure. like, oh yeah, he was actually uh, the assistant principal at Hitler's high school. Wouldn't you ask? Like you know, you've read the history yeah, books, yeah. you've seen the movies. What was he like? What was, like? Yeah, like, what was he, he really he, like? Yeah. How could you not? How could you? And what now? Imagine if Hitler's a horrifying space wizard. He's, <laughs> he's. It's even like you know, if he's like, it's like if Hitler could shoot lightning from his thing fingertips. Like, damn, yeah. Mm-hmm. What the hell was he like?
1: Young Ahsoka continues fighting this time at the siege of Mandalore. Anakin's proud of her for becoming a warrior. She's not very excited about that, especially the part where Anakin says, "You're just like me." Uh. Anakin kicks her back into adulthood and they fight again. And then uh, Ahsoka gets the best of him and then chooses to live. That seems to satisfy him. And she wakes to find herself being pulled out of the sea by Carson's dudes.
0: I was startled to recognize the character of Captain Rex and I'm trying to I was trying to figure out why I remembered him and then I remembered that even though we did not like Clone Wars or rebels or any of that we were both big fans of the Star Wars miniature games circa 2008 oh, yeah. and I have a Captain Rex was in uh, one of the big characters from the last expansion that I think we both played before we kind of dipped out but like hmm between because like I have a deep affection for Gennady Tarkovsky's Tarkovsky's Clone Wars and like I was big in you know I was big into the Star Wars miniatures game there I had like all the you know General Obi-Wan Kenobi and all the arc trooper line and I thought that was all cool so it's like even though I'm not a fan of Rebels I did get a little third hand like oh my god it's Captain Rex he was a fucking beast on the table man yeah mobile attack twin attack dual attack he was He was bad news when he came when he when he had line of sight to you, man. Yeah, it was him, Vader, Boba Fett. Obi-Wan was was a real pain in the ass. Remember until they nerfed him? They they, they did like a nerf like 30 days after his release, but he was like like unbeatable. Anyway, lots of memories. Lots of memories came flooding back. Yeah. Beware the Sith. We will return. Are you hearing voices too? Welcome back
1: to Tribe of Two. Um. So during the siege of Mandalore, here I guess they had already parted ways because Anakin says he wasn't actually at this battle with her. Um, yeah, because this I, is
0: towards the end, like this, I, I got the impression that this is kind of towards the end of the run. You know, we're picking up from so. this point of history
1: with Mandalorian, with Ahsoka, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess he and obi-wan got called away from this battle uh, th- this was a whole setup i guess by darth maul and he was gonna try and take out obi-wan and uh anakin but they got called away i it's clone war stuff so I, i'm not mm-hmm. familiar with it but I was doing a little bit of reading after resting up for a day ahsoka is brought up to speed on Hera's mission to save her and jason's given a tour of the jedi ship while ahsoka and Hera talk about what happened to sabine Ahsoka says she maybe she left an impression on this here half of the star map, and she does some Jedi shit to see uh, in her Jedi mind Balon's offer to Sabine and her handing over the star map to him. Carson says, "Hey, the fleet's on the way here to punish us." So Hera goes off to deal with that, and Ahsoka works on finding Sabine. And she sees this is where she looks up and like sees all those perkles in the sky. Uh I will say. Ahsoka needs a headdress, dude. It I woke up Wednesday. So I woke
0: up Wednesday morning, and all that my entire timeline on social media was like Ahsoka's edges, Ahsoka's edges, her hair, her mm. her, her crease, her. And I'm like, what the fuck, you
1: perverts?
0: Could they possibly <laughs> be talking about? And uh-huh. we got to this scene, and I'm like, oh, I see what they're talking about. This was yeah. Fucked. It's like why I don't is it know. so it's disturbing? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't cuz it's a hair it's essentially a hairline and
1: she has like, markings on her face. It's not like this is weird or anything, but it feels but it weird. was weird?
0: <gasps> it was like I don't know what I expected that that boundary line to look like, but yeah. it's like a, maybe a smooth gradient, maybe But, but yeah, apparently this is something people have been wondering ever since this show. It's like, what, how does this thing, how did the tails change color? And, and people were very excited that they finally came up with a definitive answer. But it, it, you know what it looked like? The thing that's really weird, even weirder than the fact that she doesn't have her hairline, is she doesn't have ears, apparently. Like, that's what the weirdest thing is, is like, she just doesn't have ears. She has ear coverings on her headdress, but when she takes that off, there's no ears whoa okay i didn't notice that and the other thing is it looks it, it felt like watching it looked it felt like seeing a soak without
1: her makeup on There's it, something it, i don't like how smooth everything i feel like there needs to be some a fold or a wrinkle or something there like some demarcation between the two areas it's just like this bright white line like it's applied makeup or something i
0: yeah. I had a friend who is a redhead and I'd never seen her without makeup on before. And then one time we were camping and I saw her without makeup and it was staggering. Cause like, you know, if you've seen like a true blue, like redhead person and they don't like their eyebrows are almost invisible, their eyelashes are like blonde. Like they're right like when all those things are darkened up, it's like it felt like that kind of like, oh my God, I'm seeing a person Yeah.
1: It was, <laughs> it, it feels it was, weirdly intimate. I I felt like I was I, I I was in some kind of violation just yeah. looking at this. I yeah. I was uncomfortable watching
0: it. Yeah, this is this is Ahsoka's live leak, and I died. There was I didn't feel comfortable. <laughs> no, fuck you, Dave no. Filoni. She wanted to be seen without her headband. She would have come.
1: She would have come out of the ship without her headband on. But she didn't. Now, did she? Right? You had fifty-two seasons of Clone Wars for her to take that off. She never did. Why do you think that is?
0: Huh? <laughs> straight, damn Straight.
1: Uh here's the thing that I I'm retroactively noticing about the promises that Balon made to Sabine mm. he says you will be reunited with your friend mm-hmm. he doesn't say anything about living friend he doesn't say anything about uh, your your happy friend in a comfortable place he just says you'll be reunited in death in a uh, dungeon cell, like, but he promised no seems harm will
0: come to her. And like, maybe I could see him, her being imprisoned or detained. as but like, mm. I don't think you can say even even a gray Jedi couldn't look someone straight in the face and say, you know, unifying you with the Force of the galaxy is not doing you harm. <laughs> <laughs> I Although maybe know. I got maybe as I just a did Jedi, it. yeah, I just super, yeah, I just I just certain point of viewed it, didn't I? Mm. Yeah, she's gonna bring balance to the Force. That'll be great, right? I don't know. I, I, I like, I would like to think that Darth Swanson's a straight shooter and there's, there'd definitely be peril for Sabine, but it's not going to be at his hands and probably not his direct desire either, but I could Mm -hmm. be wrong.
1: Well, I mean, she's holding the star map and she's hearing and seeing, I guess, things that happened in this battle. And then they Mm -hmm. pan over to her helmet and I'm like, get your hands on that. Imagine the things you'd see if you put your hands on that helmet.
0: (laughs) True. Um, I also thought that, but I, I really like this scene because you can see her mulling her relationship with her Padawan in a brand new light, especially totally. then illuminated in the new light of the seduction routine that Darth Swanson's laying on her. And mm-hmm. you can see all that. I was, I was, there's like, she's just standing with her eyes closed, but all that shit comes through in the performance. And, you know, there's the sound and all that stuff.
1: But it, well done. Yeah, agreed. So then Mon Mothma orders Hera and Ahsoka to return with the fleet and that her tells her her command is in jeopardy if she doesn't. Um, or even if she does, honestly. She apparently gotta, needs Ahsoka to return. At this
0: point, she needs testimony and evidence that she's yeah. doing something not crazy
1: or she's going to lose her command. <laughs> right. And that's a problem because Ahsoka has now <laughs> figured out how to follow Sabine. So
0: Yeah, and, and the like the whole non crazy part, like Captain Tiva's implied telling of this this uh Admiral, uh-huh. this crazy story is is so good. Yeah.
1: Uh you're not gonna believe it.
0: It's, it's me, it's it's uh it that that's me, Captain is me explaining to Jim something I read on Wikipedia about rebels.
1: <laughs> sure. Or something from Warhammer, yeah. <laughs> that's like, too, oh, true. What? What? That's true. You don't you know, actually give a shit about Star Wars, so you know. True most of the time uh i think the o- and apparently hara doesn't agree but i think the only way out of a court martial is through through the plot you have to just follow this right you have to go with ahsoka i'm shocked the that only she doesn't thing,
0: the only thing i can think and this is head gets not something is that hara if she left she couldn't order like Carson Teve and him to do something this crazy. And if she left, they would have to face like some kind of Republic tri- uh, tribunal alone under her auspices. And she just pieces out. I don't think she'd do that.
1: Bring Carson with you. Carson, <laughs> he just yeah. go. Okay, I guess we'll go then. <laughs> Getting
0: inside a space whale, huh? Didn't know those existed five minutes ago, but okay, let's
1: <laughs> let's, let's do it then. <laughs> Yeah, totally. I I really expected that to happen, but she's going back. Is this the last we see of her, at least for a long time? Or are we going to be following kind of both stories here?
0: That's a good question. Are they going to like the two towers uh, in in, in the Return of the King in the book form or the movie form? Hmm. I guess my preference would be for them to not be threaded. I would like an episode dealing with Ahsoka's business and honestly I don't even know that we need like Hera could be like in the middle of a of an intense Senate meeting that's going not her way Mm -hmm. and then like Ahsoka Sabine you know come in with Darth Swanson and Morgan in chains and throw them on the floor and be like look at this evidence you son of a bitch like that's all I need to see of Hera at this point. Okay. Um, So, like, I was like, because, like, what would they, maybe they could further the, like, imperial corruption plot if we spent a little bit of time, like, with the court martial and the investigation. But the story here is obviously finding Sabine. Uh, Sub goal, finding Ezra. Sub goal, preventing the return of the heir of the empire. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I I think the the Hera, I'd be, I, I feel like I'll be tapping my foot if there's too much Hera regardless of how well fitting her flight suit is
1: yeah I I only I feel like there's only one episode or so that they could do with Hera that would be a whole interesting even. wow yeah I mean I I would like to see her trying to make a case for hey we encountered some you know fallen Jedi and they're clearly on the hunt for something we need to follow this up like make mm-hmm. a case for there was something here when we went out and investigated it mm-hmm. but Beyond that, I don't see where that goes until Ahsoka gets back with some further findings, right? Right. So, I don't know. We'll see. Um, Well, let's go over the Purgle scene where Ahsoka leads Hera's group of ships into the flight path of the Purgles and uses the Force to talk to them. Kind of. She doesn't really understand what she's saying. She just knows that they agree to let her hitch a ride. Um... And Carson during this time is trying to hold off the fleet that's, you know, trying to uh come in here and put it into this mission. And apparently, yeah, she Ahsoka hitches a ride in the stomach of a Purgle, leaving Hera behind.
0: The mouth. Let's not get hasty. She's hitching a ride in the mouth of the Purgle. Fair. Fair. Because, <laughs> like, a Purgle. Uh, canonically eats gas and shits hyperspace lanes. So I don't know you want any any part of this whatever's going on in its stomach, you know? I
1: don't know, its stu- I mean... Its stomach it's
0: gonna... is like the Death Star core. I don't think you want any part of that. It's gonna... Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. She's going to ride that thing's stomach like a tab acid. And I'll tell you may... what, the light show from inside that whale's mouth is about that, man. I thought that was so cool looking.
1: Mm-hmm. We'll see. It's a long ride. I feel like you know Huyang could be a bit much. Maybe send him to the stomach. Ahsoka mm. can take the mouth. They can you know set up shop there. How long does it take to get to another galaxy by pergil? Dude, that's got to be a long ass time, right? What is the
0: hyperdrive efficiency rating in terms of the old West End yeah. game of a, of a purgel Who the fuck knows? Like, is it a horsepower <laughs> thing? How many pergil powers does this Millennium Falcon have? Hundred nine thousand, kid. Yeah. How many per how many hyperspace power does this Pergil have? One pergel. <laughs> it's got one <laughs> it's Pergil. Power rating. Uh-huh. Hyperspace Pergil, one HP.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh I don't know either. I don't think anybody knows. I don't think we're gonna find uh,
0: out. How can we not have in Wikipedia every craft's speed rated in a number of HPs, which is a measure of hyperspace purgils? They'd all be fractional, right?
1: They'd have to be, because none of them can Why? travel to another galaxy.
0: That's true. The purgils are actually more powerful than the most powerful warp drives that the yeah. Imperium the, can create. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, Millennium Falcon, what, a 0.005 Yeah. HP engine? I don't I want, know. Uh, do these, uh, someone needs to bareback ride a purgil
0: through the Kessel Run <laughs> and see how many parsecs yeah, right? it takes. The records can you, you can imagine? set, man. But the fucking like Paul Atreides that shit, you know, just to spaying on a bag of that whale, riding it through deep space. Hell yeah, we already had yeah. a Ahsoka deflecting blasters off of a off of the skin of a surface surface of a ship. Too the, excited the real, about the prospect. Enunciate properly, Jim.
1: The real Star Wars tech nerds are going to write in and say it doesn't matter how fast your engines are. The parsecs don't change unless you change your course. It's about yeah, it's about well, distance, not speed.
0: Maybe that kid can't play on the playground equipment that's installed in our yard, Jim. That's a little too pedantic for this type of Star Wars fan. Honestly. Honestly.
1: Well, you can go to the stomach and set up shop there.
0: I'll give you a wag on my finger. You can stay, but any more of this, any more of this shit.
1: Uh, and, and yeah, it seems like Ahsoka has taken a lesson from this whole thing, right? Uh, yeah going anywhere is better than going nowhere is mm-hmm. what she says to Hu Yang at the end even though they don't know where they're going it's better to be doing something because that's at least forward progress that's at least living right this is what she means when she says yeah she chooses to live she's she's not going to run from her fears anymore
0: yeah and it's all very epic like I said this uh, Ahsoka the white you know communing with this force whale this immense whale And it slowly opened its mouth and just just how, like I said, there's a lightness to her. And it's not just the tone of her clothes. Like she's smiling. She's peaceful. She is accepting of wherever the universe is going to take her. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I'm, I'm, it's, it's completely, it's a completely different characterization I've seen of Ahsoka. And I'm interested to see what Rosaria Dawson does with it because I'm, again, I'm just so impressed by what she's done with this character and really made it kind of her own.
1: Uh she's maybe a little too laissez faire. You mentioned camping earlier. When you go out camping for a day trip, let's say, do you bring the same supplies that you bring for a week-long camping trip or do you probably bring more on the week-long trip?
0: Uh I mean, yeah, I'm I'm a notorious overpacker, so I'd probably bring about 10 days worth of shit for a
1: 7-day. So so how would that translate to hyperdrive trips? Like <laughs> She's prepared to jump around the galaxy she knows. I'm not so sure they've got enough supplies on that ship to jump to another galaxy.
0: I was wondering about that, too, because Star Wars doesn't have, like, matter replicators, but they've got that, like, one horror portion shit, which is, like, the size of a Tic Tac, and it turns into, like, a full banquet meal. So, like, mm-hmm. maybe she's okay. A Jedi scout ship is probably well-provisioned for long... She's- long 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 and she's kind of a nomad kind of like wandering around anyway so
1: seems inefficient to over provision fortunately Jim
0: she's fully encased in about a Mon Calamari (laughs) cruiser's worth of meat can you eat truly (laughs) I don't Oh. Uh, I mean there is a Death Star stomach they got uh, you'd have to you know it's like uh, maybe it's like uh, preparing a um, a blowfish a puffer
1: fish you know yeah. you just gotta
0: really cut around the bad parts but there's a lot of good meat a lot of good meat on them them hyperspace oh. bones
1: I guess at some point you get desperate enough you try it but it wouldn't be my first go to yeah I might eat some parts out of Hu Yang before I start eating parts <laughs> off of Purgle He's got to have some edible, chewy, some seals, yeah. you know, some, some yeah. gaskets. Some, right. Some rubber, some synthetic plastics. Tendons. Yeah. <laughs> Things I could chew. I don't know. That's it, man. That's all I got for this episode. You, okay, I got one other question. I've
0: noticed on three occasions, I think this series that they have almost said a Star Wars quote, but they dis- they've subverted it, like Jason said, "I've got a bad feeling in my tummy or something. This episode where she was picking out her pergil to hitch a ride on, she looks at one and smiles and says that will that will do, and every fiber in my being wanted her to add nicely to the end oh is this a deliberate choice of filoni kind of like yeah we're not doing this anymore we're not we're not doing the, the yeah well the made of force will be with you can stay but all this other all this other shit is got to get out of here we're not doing the i got a bad feeling about this i'm not doing the you know that'll do nicely i'm not i'm not doing mm. in fact i'm subverting it in an anger inspiring way that's what it feels like to me
1: who Who is he to decide that for everyone? If I want to complete that sentence in my head, I'm free to. I mean, that's true, but to
0: answer your question, he is the one half of the team that the Disney brain trust has entirely entrusted the Star Wars future and canon to the hands of. So He's also the, who the man the who made is. the book of
1: Boba Fett. He's also the man who made Obi-Wan. He's also well, the man he, who made half of that the Mandalorian.
0: I don't know if you can lay the book of Boba on any <laughs> of those guys. Um,
1: hey if he's one half of the leading force see I want to complete it with a different word though I want to complete it with pig and that's entirely different (laughs) than what they intended I'm pretty sure you mixing babe into my Star Wars (laughs) yeah I guess so
0: that'll do that'll do pig (laughs) All right, are we done I feel like when we get to this level we're done Um, let's get the feedback shall we Star Wars it. at BaldMove.com is where you want to send this feedback. For all things Star Wars, Emperor Whiskey Jacks up first says, regarding your question about Ezra and Sabine's relationship, it was kind of left ambiguous as to whether it was more romantic or platonic, though Filoni did claim it was more on the platonic side. But if memory serves, he also claimed the same about Hera and Kanan, but the presence of one Jake and Sindulla is the obvious rebuke to that. Mm. Maybe he was a virgins of the Force. Yeah, They were so platonically friendly that he just... Popped into her uterus.
1: <laughs> with full those of t- midichlorians. Two midichlorians she's got. Yeah.
0: <laughs> she rubbed <laughs> them two together. and uh, The show begins with Ezra having an annoying teenage crush on Sabine, which is dropped by the, about the halfway point of season two. By season three, they're just about best friends. By season four, they're partners who always have had each other's backs and got the job done. Boy, I, when anytime someone asides to an annoying teenage crush plot, I'm like, whoo! There's there's one of fifty three seasons that I'm glad I didn't I didn't have to suffer through. in cartoon Sure, form.
1: I mean they put a pretty strong stamp on a friendship here, a, a brother sister type relationship, right? I mean that opening episode, he leaves her a message that says, "You're a sister to me. I consider you a sister."
0: Yeah, and apparently, if, if the relationship, but is bad, does that cope? Is that cope and
1: cap? <laughs> what he made C's. a move and she turned him down, or
0: yeah, now he's he's now just he's like he's doing friend zoning himself. But do you yeah, like what Sabine has a little too much hall and she starts flir- flirting. It's oh, like, no. he's gonna he's gonna say no, really? Oh no, really,
1: really? I don't I don't know I don't know. <sighs> You'll be reunited with your friend. Ooh
0: um sean bon jovi wants to tell us some backstory as for the history between ahsoka and sabine there's basically none ahsoka was the rebels team mystery contact with larger rebel alliance after being revealed she joins the team on a loose basis during the second season during this time her and sabine have no interaction ahsoka serves as a second mentor to ezra and she suddenly departs the show at the end of season two not to be seen again until the final three episodes all the implied relationship between these two characters takes place after Rebels but before the show what so it's made even stranger when you consider that the end of episode 2 the mural scene is a direct lift from the epilogue epilogue of Rebels where Ahsoka and Sabine are shown heading out to look for Ezra it's a strange dynamic and I'm hoping they have more information to reveal as to what happened between
1: these two that give them such beef weird okay I assumed way too much then yeah you assumed to, too much. Yeah, to quote one other Star Wars character, <laughs> you assumed too many things. And the that is true. that their name? I can't remember. Yeah, Nomoidian. Yeah.
0: Do not neglect your training. We'll be right back. Let's see what knowledge lurks inside this podcast. Here's more Tribe of Two. Yeah, I mean, I guess I I, I just assumed that, that they that the that there was history there and uh, didn't have a problem with it. So score one for not watching the cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> then it says, Jim, I think the idea that most Star Wars fans haven't watched the Clone Wars and/or Rebels might be off. There's an entire generation of Star Wars fans that grew up with these animated shows, like we grew up with the OG trilogy. Or I could be entirely wrong. You know, I was thinking of the oh, math man. on this. Mm-hmm. The thing that gets the thing that might make Dennis right here is that the core millennial group is what we're talking about here. And that's a massive generation. It's the biggest generation since the baby boomers. So, like, we might be outnumbered just by birthright. Birth
1: well, there's rather. actual math you can do. I mean, the, the numbers. It, this is a television show, right? This was like before streaming True. became a real thing. Rebels less school. An after school television show for children. Yeah. I, I looked up the, I looked up the numbers. I, Six million people at the height of this show were watching it. That's a uh, lot. God damn. That's a lot. But compared to Star Wars fans, hundreds of millions of people. Right. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. Most of the U.S. was enthralled with Star Wars in the '70s, and those people grew up with those movies, and then had kids who also grew up with those movies.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I said, I was trying to give this the benefit of the doubt, but, like, my thing is, like, the Q rating on Darth Vader is, like, 99.9%. You could go to sub Saharan Africa. You could go to an Inuit tribe in in northern Canada. You could go to, uh, you know, the only place you go is an uncontacted tribe in Amazon before you'd show Darth Vader's silhouette and someone instantly doesn't say that's Darth Vader. You do the Mm -hmm. same thing with Ahsoka, Sabine, Ezra, Pergill's. Porgs the Q rating <laughs> not nearly As high you do so it with like, Sabine they're gonna say Oh that's Boba Fett and you're gonna Say no wrong. Right. Yeah. yeah yeah it's a yeah. man that's 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 a gender bent Mandalorian what the Hell's going on yeah I, I Don't know because it's it, that's the thing is like you're Talking about like Star Wars is the cultural Phenomenon uh-huh. like
1: for generations like, At least like, you two. have to go
0: to like Harry Potter before you get to something Even remotely as big um, yeah. So it's, it's it's hard for me. Yeah, it's hard for me to believe something that's only been around for like 15 years could have caught up and lapped it. But <sighs> I
1: don't. Well, know. even that it's a majority of people have seen it. I, I think the majority of Star Wars fans. I st- I stand by that. I've not seen it based on the numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Devin says, is it possible that this
0: dark side version of what happened? To- oh, I'm sorry. He's referring to the green explosion of dust that happened when they killed. Uh, Darth Ezra, last episode. (laughs) Uh Devin says, Is it possible this is the dark side version of what happened to Obi-Wan at the end of his duel with Vader in A New Hope? It occurred to me over the weekend that since Rebels was a kid's show, we never saw any of the Inquisitors die on screen. The closest we got was in the last episode of Tales of the Jedi, when Ahsoka decapitates an Inquisitor with his own blade. For a moment, the helmet lingers on the ground before deflating. The helmet deflated? What? How? What? I mean, I understand a cloak deflating, how the fuck does a helmet weird. deflate? Like if Maybe Anakin the...
1: got killed, does his breastplate just go Maybe and flatten like a pancake? Some, some inward force? Maybe it's an implosion from the force of the of the force leaving the body? the a
0: jedi's clothes are not held together by the strong nuclear force no it's actually no. held together by the living force and once they die yeah. their just clothes just fall apart no all the elastic in their <laughs> underwear runs out <laughs> yeah. their sho- their shoelaces explode uh-huh. and, um so yeah i i don't know about that that's pretty wild uh, Kevin P has some further information about the green gasification of Darth Ezra here he says Merrick perishing into green dust cloud at the hands of ahsoka confirms a fan theory semicolon that he was a zombie inquisitor that was reanimated by Morgan Elsbeth with her night sister magic with a K night sister magic is capable of reanimation as shown in star Wars, the clone wars where Anakin and company visit the planet Dathomir, which is apparently halt Maul's home planet wild. Um, okay. I don't know what to do with that. This. Okay. Yeah. I'll get, right, I'll get on that. Carson, get him in here. <laughs> A zombie inquisitor. How does that confirm it? Just cause green gas came out. I,
1: I need more context to say. Yeah.
0: I don't know, but, uh, Moving on to Matt from Philly says, "Did Ahsoka look weird to anyone else when she didn't have her headband?" The entire (laughs) world says, "Yes." (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Reminded me of seeing a hermit crab outside of its shell, or like when you see a finger—you see a finger after an entire nail has fallen off. I felt disturbed by it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's like when you catch a parrot coming out of a shower. or something. yeah, it's, it's not good.
0: It's the opposite of like when I had a dog uh he always wore a collar right every once in a while for like a bath or he'd get loose and he'd take the collar would come off and i would always it would always strike me as funny because you never him without as collar and i was would mm-hmm. be like what are you doing running around naked? you're naked! what mm-hmm. are you, you just took you got no clothes on. like it's like but that was like super cute this is the opposite of that where it's like yep. why are you nakey put that thing back on you know this is entirely <laughs>
1: inappropriate Yeah, yeah.
0: No one should be seeing this. Ahsoka didn't consent to this. Get
1: these cameras. Yeah, who took it off of her? I bet Carson did. Carson doesn't know this shit, right? Carson just like, yeah, we pulled her out. We took her headdress. You did what? Yeah, you you took her what off? I think Chopper did it because apparently he's Star Wars' (laughs) greatest monster. (laughs) Yeah, as a practical joke, he told Carson, "Yeah, she'd want that to come off. He should take that off. It's uncomfortable. It restricts her head."
0: Her headtails, tails. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darth Galen says, I appreciate your commitment to taking the show as is without the need to go back and watch many hours of a children's cartoon. And I say this as someone who is 25 years old and literally grew up watching the Clone Wars as a 10-year-old into my teen years. To me, Star Wars is the Clone Wars primarily in the same way that to you, the OT is. See? That's what I'm talking about. They they, they walk among us, Jim. Hmm.
1: In our yards, <laughs>
0: uh however this episode did something in 10 minutes that the clone wars took seven seasons to do and that's to show how fundamentally messed up it is to send literal children into war so much of the discourse around the season of ahsoka has been about how stoic she has been as a character and i think that this episode does a lot to answer as to why she's a child soldier who grew up watching people die and even with that at the most pivotal moment of her life she watched her master become the greatest threat to the jedi order Spent her life wrestling with this constant fear of becoming what Anakin became and learning to survive. At the end of the episode, when she comes back from wherever she was, when she's smiling and joyous and loving the unknown possibility of flying through hyperspace in the mouth of a space whale. To me, that's what stands out. She's ready to live after so many years of merely surviving. You got it. Of course. I did love the obvious fan service of seeing Clone Wars flashbacks, especially seeing Captain Rex finally appear in live action. But more than that, this episode did so much to show the relationship between an Anakin and Ahsoka and to tell us everything you would ever need to know about her background going forward. Yeah, you might want more specifics on the details, but again, for the TV show Ahsoka, I think this episode gave plenty to contextualize the character and her relationships from the past. Darth Galen, welcome to The Yard. We we have we have granted your access to the yard on a provisional basis. You're saying all the right things. Keep it up. Love it. Love love to hear it. Love to see see the audience we're building here, Jim. Isn't this a nice? Isn't this a nice thing? Yeah. No one, only one person suggested that I watch all 93 episodes, seasons seasons of the Clone Wars. And and by the way, that number will continue to go up every single time a person corrects me. <laughs> Canonically, there's 103 seasons of these goddamn cartoons. It's like One Piece. It never ends. You'll never catch up. Why bother? Welcome to the yard. Moving on to Christopher from north of Boston. Without going down the rabbit hole on this, I too love the OG Thrawn trilogy for all the same reasons as Aeron, and has led to Thrawn as my A1 or A1 favorite character. I also have consumed everything Star Wars related that comes out except for that steam pile resistance cartoon. Ooh. Woof. Woof. Is is there a cartoon that even the cartoon people hate? (laughs) Apparently. I'm staying on your lawn because I want to hear your certain point of view about this Ahsoka show. Uh, we can't... We Okay, Dave Filoni says we can't do these phrases anymore. We got to say, from where you stand, certain point of view has been deprecated.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Your lack of... For, f- from wars, a certain point.
1: We can say that. From a certain that. point.
0: Yeah. yeah, from a certain point. Yeah. Uh, your lack of clone wars and rebels background adds to the conceptualization and theorizing that made the EU great I'm not Dave Filoni so don't I don't know what will happen none of us do which is why these discussions are so great also I'm not here to argue for you to watch the animated stuff I wish you would but I get it your conversation about sentient droids however reminded me about the show Bad Batch and it's tackling a similar conundrum what are the clones are they people with rights veterans and heroes property owned by the Empire outdated war machinery to be disposed of the show's only two seasons deep, but they are full on into the morality of handling the clones and how the empire is moving on. Save for the animated part. I think you'd enjoy the arguments that are being thrown around. That does sound pretty interesting. And I like the fact that there's only two seasons instead of 105. So oh. maybe, maybe, but I just like there. I don't know, man. It's not that I don't like animation, right? What did, you know what it is? Cause like, I, I even like the Gennady Tartakovsky, I don't like this
1: style of animation.
0: Like, I associate Hmm. this style of animation with, like, that
1: reboot. Do you remember that reboot? uh, Are you talking about Bad Match? Because, yeah. The closer you get to, like, late 90s CG, the less interested I am.
0: And there's something, I I know this is better than that, but there's something just cheap and digital about Rebels and Clone Wars that, like, you know is the animation better than like entity stuff yes but that shit lived and breathed and was dynamic and was stylish and i felt like i all the animation on the other shows is very aseptic and done by committee and in in and and, and 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 yeah i like i said it's it's it's, it's an aesthetics thing it's an aesthetics thing because it's not Absolutely. that i hate it's not that i hate anima- animation as a rule
1: same here um Yeah, there's something off putting about some of that style, uh, at least to me, in the same way that like I'm not a big fan of anime um, and it's not necessarily aesthetics there. It's more sensibilities. um, Yeah. But here's the thing about the Clone Wars stuff. I'm not I want to stake a claim here that is outside of Aaron's yard. Uh, You're uh, getting off my yard. (laughs) No, I'll I'll stay. But I've got a claim elsewhere. All right. My relationship with these shows, Clone Wars and Rebels, is a lot in my mind like my relationship with Star Trek Voyager and Enterprise maybe where I – it's not that I I hate the idea of watching them and I would be open to watching them. It's just they're – and I'm almost curious to to go watch them and see what they're all about, but there's so much other stuff that I could be doing with my time that there's no chance – Voyager might be an exception I might get around to Voyager, we'll see but but it's, it's very much up in the air and I feel the same way about these cartoons, it's like I think there's probably value there people seem to really like them it's just man, going back to that much material would take a serious effort
0: oh yeah you're you're you see you're trying to you're trying to sugarcoat it because that's the thing is like i did that for like three and a half years now and this is not working because people still say you really got to watch the show it's just how that's, i feel about it you know it's yeah, not, I'm not it's like, like
1: trying to sugarcoat it but if it comes across that way sure i'm not i'm not <laughs> okay like, i don't i i
0: don't i don't care that people like the show i really don't i just yeah like there's this it's it's an unrealistic it's an unrealistic expectation to ask somebody to watch all 117 seasons of this fucking show when they don't care about it that much they don't like the aesthetics and clearly Absolutely. not required to enjoy shouldn't be required to enjoy the show if you want I Star Wars with to that. thrive every single big now again like it's it's unreasonable to, to, if if someone wants to get into a show to like not watch all the episodes of that one show but if you got a new project that should be a jump on point for a fan. And if they're not mm-hmm. doing that, then they are going to fail the fandom long-term because the fandom will only get smaller and smaller and smaller. Yep. Because Almost, yeah. most people are like us, unwilling to watch 123 episodes seasons of something just to appreciate... A season of something else that they might want because they like Rosario Dawson, or they've kind of liked Star Wars, but they've you know been raising kids for the last decade or two and are too fucking busy to get into the Wikipedia of everything. I, I like I said, mm-hmm. that's 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 uh, that's what this uh, that's what this lawn is for. Brent says, "I want to know your guys' opinion and how is that, uh, exactly Ahsoka survived. I get the sense that the Force saved her, but how exactly? She is fully submersed for twelve plus hours, I assume." It'd been nice if they portrayed some sort of force bubble around her in the water or something, but my minor gripe with the cool episode overall, I'm actually kind of impressed that they're hitting the trippy force storyline stuff. In in fact, spoiler alert for Rebels, although in this yard, I don't know that we need to issue such a thing. Uh, Ahsoka died in Rebels by the hands of Vader, but then Ezra went into the world in between years later and pulled her out of the moment in history to save her from Vader. At least I think that's what I saw happening, looking over my kid's shoulder. They got real weird and trippy at times. Whoa. I did not think they would try to do this for the live-action show, but I kind of like they're going for it. Here's the thing. I don't need explanations for how the Force works. If you want to tell me that the Force, uh, that she disappeared as a Force ghost and went into the Immaterium, and there is, like, in certain circumstances, and certain times, uh, uh, that if it's a fresh, and they've still got enough memory, that they can reconstitute themselves... From pure force energy, I'll believe it. Fuck, that's exactly what happened to Anakin Skywalker. He was created from energy. uh you know, yeah, if you I if you buy, buy Schmi, I mean, maybe she, sure, maybe yeah. she was just she was just dating Waddle on the side and didn't want to admit that uh, she she fucked up. <laughs> The the the, <laughs> yeah. the the backwaters Tatooine protection that she's got, but I'm I'm just saying like that's that's canon. So like if a Jedi really wants to, with enough motivation and enough attunement for sport and the right circumstance, I think they can just will themselves back to life, even if they are underwater. And but, but so I and I might be minority on that, but like when the force is involved, I pretty heavily suspend my disbelief, and it's more of like do I judge the the juice worth the squeeze like is where they got to the story worth me suspending all this force belief and i think in this story that's that's easily met because i just really want to see what happens with purgils and ezra and sabine you know what do you think
1: yeah i mean that's certainly a possibility uh is is holding your breath a force power i feel like it should be maybe the slowest jedi
0: Force-holding breath. She skipped all the four speed trainings, and she's yeah. maximized on
1: endurance. Right. And since she's super slow, it's it's like, I bet a sloth could hold its breath for hours. Oh, yeah. So she's 100%. she's in the clear here.
0: Ed from South Carolina wraps us up, says, to keep it brief, I'm with you guys. Star Wars essentially died for me when Luke tossed a saber over the cliff. On my gravestone, it will read, Get Fucked, <laughs> Ryan Johnson. Since then, Mando and Boba signaled the true end for me, and it seemed like hope was lost. I was out, 35 years of being a huge fan, put to sleep in favor of smarter, more thoughtful sci-fi, such as Foundation, Silo, The Expanse, and of course, Classic Trek. Only my joy of listening to you guys riff on stuff like the last 80% of The Walking Dead that got me to listen to your Andor coverage, and now Ahsoka. After episode 4, I relented to the mouse, and ended up binging 1 through 4 in a setting. A rocky start, perhaps, but 4 and now 5 prove something. I've never seen and have no relation to the animated shows, yet seeing Anakin back, getting a glimpse of the Clone Wars, Ahsoka's apparent self-redemption, it's simply good enough product on its own without all the backstory that I'm excited to see more. I've not been able to say that for a long time, and I just wanted to thank you guys for choosing to cover this and get my jaded eyes back on the mixed bag that is Disney Star Wars. I'm donning my light robes and talking to whales. Let's hope they don't come out of hyperspace. uh, And fuck face Ryan's ass. That wait, <laughs> hey, how do how you make your face and your ass and your fucking metaphors here? Uh, P.S. Yeah. Darth Swanson's still the MVP. That Damn. highlights another important audience role we can play. If you're a if you're a discontented Star Wars fan that's like signed off on Disney, we can be your advanced scouts. We can we can crawl through the, uh, comp- the trash compactors. We can wrestle with the shitty di- diagnogas, and we can tell you. You know what? Andor's worth your time as a Star Wars fan. You know what? Ahsoka's shaping up to be worth your time as a Star Wars fan. That's a vital service that otherwise checked out fans wouldn't take advantage
1: of. True. That's true. Uh, still it's haven't seen Obi-Wan, but I probably won't.
0: I might fast forward just through the lightsaber battle because I hear there's something else. Mm-hmm. And again, it's another you know, it's another Hayden Christensen redemption tour thing but like nice. I've heard nothing but gar I saw I saw a, like a YouTube video takedown of it and it just seems like it's just pure garbage just like yeah. poorly staged stunts um, just yeah and and it's just it's, it's, that's, that's where I'm getting at it's like we have a billion dollar corporation wasting the prime of one of, 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 of a plus 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 Alec Guinness impersonator mm-hmm. that can act his pants off and you blow it on that piece of shit? For the second time? Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's just, I think, I think, I think we can demand better. And on this patch of the lawn, that's what we're doing. Star Wars at baldmove.com, if you uh, would like to uh, correct how many seasons of Rebels and Clone Wars there are, <laughs> um, if you would like to put an application to uh, to, to trespass on our lawn, um, or if you just want to talk about Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars at baldmove.com is where you send that. Uh, if you want to find out what else we're doing, it's, uh, social medias, uh, at everything at bald move, unless it's TikTok, We're at baldest move there. Finally, if you want to support us, get access to extra bonus material, add free feeds, a ton of other stuff. Support. Bald move.com is how you help us and you out, <sighs> man. I'm excited to see the, 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 the way this all turns up. I'm really excited to see Thrawn. Uh, it's like every episode goes by. I get more and more impatient, but more and more excited. Uh, yeah i I can't wait for next week
1: yeah i hope the rest are this
0: quality we'll see until then we are the guardians of the yard aaron and i guess jim kind of sorta half-heartedly uh until next time uh may the force be with you